Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 594, air date April 28th, 2020. World, we're going to be starting soon. This is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. We're getting people joining us. Welcome, everyone. It's 9.30 p.m. on, what is it, Monday today. And we're going to be having a discussion on Big Pharma loves to depress you and your immune system. So let's wait until people are coming on. There we go. People are joining us. Anyway, good evening, everyone. This is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. We're going to wait. We have people joining on. We have people coming in from Facebook Live. We have people joining us from YouTube, from all over the world. We also have people joining us from um uh periscope yes and yep michigan texas yeah people want to give a shout out where you're from that'd be great we have about 1300 1400 people joining us in texas uk okay wolcott hello everyone vancouver island new york Ontario, California, Las Vegas, Leonardo, Wisconsin. All right. Argentina. I've been to Argentina. I was there about six months ago. I was invited to give a talk there. I was invited by the governor there, Arizona, Toronto, Norma Moretto, Grand Perry. Very cool. Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. Let's see what I can read. Also, Michigan, Australia, Dublin, California, Eugene, Oregon. We have New Zealand, Illinois, Pennsylvania, Massachusetts. Welcome, Massachusetts. Berkeley, New Jersey, Alaska, Washington, D.C., Malaysia, Brooklyn, New York. Detroit, Indiana, Florida, Trent, Jamaica. This is quite exciting. Dover, Florida, Ohio, Argentina, Jamaica. Nice and warm down there, Trenton. Let's see, we have on Instagram over here. We'll put people back. Hawaii, North Pole. <laughs> Perth Amboy, Belize. Okay, Phoenix, Arizona, Brazil, Missouri, Kopaki, New York. Where else? Oregon, Ohio. Wonderful. Scotland, India, 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 Pennsylvania, Dubai, Toronto, Maine, Morocco, Italy. Okay, Saudi Arabia, Riyadh, San Diego, Miami, Jamaica, Poland, Japan, Ontario, Boston and UK, West Virginia, Boston, Massachusetts, Louisville, Kentucky, Puerto Rico, Netherlands, Chatham, Illinois, Texas, Miami, Poland. Okay, fantastic, London. Well, welcome everyone. Good evening. I'm uh, 
very excited today because we're going to show more interconnections and Somalia, Poland. We And the goal today is, as many of you know, my name is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. I'm an MIT PhD. I'm a scientist. I'm an inventor. I created the first email system as a 14-year-old kid. And uh, I'm running for United States Senate as a Republican. I don't care for either party. You have to drive a Ford or a Chevy. I happen to choose one of them because last two years ago when I ran, even though we ran very fairly, the both parties kept me off the debate stage. And this time we're running as a Republican uh, because this time we only needed we needed to get our signatures to get on the ballot and we're on the ballot. But fundamentally, I do not uh, care about either party establishment. Parties do not matter. It's the individual that matters. And fundamentally, as everyone can see, the lawyer lobbyists, particularly in the United States, I'm sure it's true in other parts of the world, who run, uh, typically who get into government, the lawyers and the lobbies, they're destroying the world. And for that matter, this country, because they don't know anything about science, they don't know anything about engineering, they don't know, frankly, how to fix anything. They're not plumbers, they're not electricians, they're not nurses, they're not working people. And fundamentally, what we have, the what we're seeing that right before our eyes, we've seen the lawyer lobbies class sleep on the job. They could not understand, maybe they did, or they were complicit with the WHO, the CDC, the Gates Foundation, the Clinton Foundation, the Zuckerbergs. And you go down the list of how they collaborated uh, with all of these folks together and they colluded to destroy an economy, to, to uh, suppress dissent, and to fundamentally tee this all up for mandated medicine. That's what this is all about. And um, what I, I'm going to do today is I'm going to summarize the last video I talked about. Uh, one of the videos, if you remember, uh, one of the tweets I just did, if you look down on my Twitter, was showing the interconnection between fear, fear mongering, how that's led to social isolation and unemployment, how that feeds into anxiety and depression, how that feeds into immunosuppression at the biological level, how that feeds in deaths and mortality and more fear mongering. So that's what I look at the world as I try to do interconnections. And part of my goal here is to teach you how when you connect the dots using an engineering systems approach, using a systems approach, and that's the kind of knowledge I wanna share with you, we can all figure out what's going on. We can figure out who the real warriors are.
All right, everyone, I think we're back. Sorry about that. We had something take place with our internet here. I normally go direct on a hardwired line because I was working on this slideshow. I'd connected, disconnected my inter, uh, uh, my uh, cable connection. I, I assume we're back. Everyone back? Okay. So what I was saying was fundamentally, um, everyone back? Okay, good. We're back. Yep, we're back. Sorry about that. So fundamentally, what we want to talk about today is we're going to review that interconnection and we're going to really, everyone is going to leave here very, very knowledgeable about what is going on at a molecular level, at a systems level, at a health level. But most importantly, I want everyone to get really, really angry and in a constructive way, because constructive anger, as you're going to realize, is very liberating. And we need to basically spread the word of this video everywhere to basically let everyone overcome their fear. This entire thing is about fear mongering and ignorance. And we're gonna, what you're gonna learn in the next 30, 40 minutes is how the entire interconnection between how Big Pharma has unleashed with the help of Gates and the Clintons and the Zuckerbergs and the CDC and the WHO and Fauci, what they've really done is to unleash fear. And fear is being used to manipulate all of us and it's actually having detrimental effects, furthering viral infection, furthering ill health. And if people get this, you're gonna get really angry in a good way. And that is what we need. We need to get angry at this phenomenon. We need to get angry at the establishment and we need to get angry at the not so obvious establishment because those people make accomplices of victims and they detract us from really going after the enemy. And that's how we're gonna win. We're gonna win by recognizing and learning this interconnection. So let's start. So what I wanna start with is first of all, recognizing, let me just make sure if, 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 uh, if Jennifer is joining us, if she needs to get connected again, let me just make sure one second um, as, you're, as we're listening here. So let me start, I'm gonna share with you some slides here. Hey Jen, are you on or no? You can, okay, great. So what we're gonna do here is let's start by going right here to the slide set here. And I'm gonna put this up right here. So the title of today's talk is really Big Pharma Loves to Depress You and Your Immune System. Those people listening on Instagram, you can go to YouTube, you can go to Twitter, but you can see it everywhere there. But let's start with this. First of all, um, just a quick review. Everyone knows I'm running for United States Senate and we've done a couple of cool things on the website that people should go check out. In fact, I'm gonna share that with you right now so people understand what we've been, we've been working really hard on this website and we wanna make sure everyone here understands what we're doing. And one of the things we've been doing is we have a plan on our website to really help people help us, all of you listening all over the world can help us. But if you go to our website, uh, one of the cool things we've done here is on the website, first of all, you'll see that right over here, we have a new new thing right here, which says basically, in fact, I'm gonna go back here because it'll be easier here. If you if I stop sharing here, I'm gonna go back to my um, back to my PowerPoint here because it's a little bit easier to share with PowerPoint. Let me go back here, there. Uh, is this it? Yeah. So if you if you see here, if you go to our website, shibaforsenate.com, everyone, if you if you don't know, go there. Um, one of the cool things we've added is um, I'll vote for Shiva. If you go to I'll vote for Shiva right on the top here, you'll see that we have a place 
um, right here where people can actually pledge to vote for me. That'll come up right on the form. Everyone out there listening, you know, the movement that we're doing is for truth, freedom, and health. So if you're in Massachusetts, you can go right to this website and you can literally pledge to vote for us now. What we want to do is we want to get people right now saying, hey, I'm going to vote for Shiva. So we're not waiting until the last minute. The Republican nomination is in September. If you're an independent or a Republican in Massachusetts, you can sign up to vote. If any of you know friends, whether you're in Australia or in Argentina or anywhere, wherever you are, if you're in Oregon or New York, call your friends up right now or let them know to go to Shiva for Senate and tell them to fill out this form to let them know they stand with us. They're going to vote for us. So we're not waiting until the last minute. So that's the first thing people should go to Shiva for Senate, which is I stand for truth, freedom and health. I pledge now to vote for Shiva. The second thing people can people need to know is that our fire Fauci form, we're only, I think we're about less than 10,000 away. We're less than 10,000 away from firing Fauci because whatever numbers I get, the 100,000, I'm going to be delivering them through people I know through to the president of the United States. So everyone should go up to fire Fauci right now. If you can, you can do this while we're, while I'm going through my discussion. But if you go to the website here, you'll see on the right side, I have this thing called take action and it says fire Fauci right up on the right side here. And when you go there, you'll see we're up to now up to about 90, uh, over 90,000. So we're less than 10,000 away from getting a hundred thousand. So everyone go to the website and let's get Fauci fired because he's part, he's really the front man of big pharma. He's a front man for Bill Gates, for Hillary Clinton, for this entire subterfuge that's been going on to essentially do this massive amounts of fear mongering. So that's one thing people should go to. The other thing is if you go to Shiva for Senate um, and you actually go to this other thing, I'll vote for Shiva, as I mentioned again, people should go there again, as I mentioned, get your friends, everyone out there to pledge to vote for me now. And then finally, if the one of the main things is, as I shared it with everyone here, one of my main goals is to teach everyone a systems approach to looking at things. And that's the way we get to the real problem and the real solution. If we don't take a systems approach, it's really easy for people to screw us, to take advantage of us and to manipulate us. And that's why whenever a problem comes up, those in power always give us a little piece of the problem which is called reductionism, and they don't show us the whole. So part of what uh, my commitment here is as a part of running for U.S. Senate is that what we've done here is when people go to this website, they, when, if they click on donate, they can uh, donate 25 bucks or more, and they get a really cool book called uh, System and Revolution, which teaches them the principles of systems. It's basically about 30, 40 years of my knowledge congealed that I can teach systems thinking to everyone. I'm going to give you a little piece of that today. Or, and you get a very powerful tool that I created, which allows you to understand your body as a system. Now, if you can't afford 25 bucks, give whatever you can, five or 10. And if you can't give five or 10, please write to me at vashiva at vashiva.com and let me know what your situation is and we'll give you a full scholarship. So this is not about us making money. This is really about helping people to understand how things run as systems principles. So that's one of the things we wanna do. Now. When I start this, what I want to talk to you about is one of the things, as many of you know, I spent a lot of my life, you know, I have a PhD in biological engineering. It, my whole journey from growing up as a kid in India in a small village and in the city of Bombay was to really understand, you know, how medicine, I was very uh, uh, 
uh, moved by because my grandmother is a village healer. And when I came to the United States, uh, by, by the age of 14, I was working as a research fellow full-time at a medical school where I also created the first email system. But my journey from that point on to getting my PhD was really understanding um, the Western uh, understanding of systems biology. And that bio biological way, the Western way that the world looks, the, the Western view of the world is everyone understands these. You have genes and you have proteins and you have uh, molecular pathways. I'm not going to get into this in detail, this talk, but the West has a way of looking at the body, which is basically genes and proteins and molecular pathways. There's a whole language. Now, in the Eastern world, they have a very different way. And that's um, what, what in the traditional systems of Siddha or Arve, that they use a different language, Purusha and Prakriti, and you have the concept of uh, space, fire, water, air. And then they have a way to body type you, Vatha, Pitta, and Kapha. I'm not going to get into this, but the bottom line is you see you have these two different worlds. I've been fortunate to study both worlds, the Western system of medicine and the Eastern system of medicine. After I finished my PhD, after I finished my PhD in 2007, I wanted to really go back and as a service to you know my grandmother and to my interests, I went back to India and I wanted to find the interconnection between the Eastern systems of medicine and the West. And that resulted in my going back to India. And in fact, this was on the front page of MIT. This was the goal of trying to understand both these worlds. And this was on the front page of MIT in 2007. It says Fulbright Scholar on New Adventure. And one of the things I want to talk, just take aside is, you know, I have four degrees from MIT. I'm a PhD. I'm a Fulbright Scholar. I was nominated for the National Medal of Technology and Innovation. I've spoken at the biggest institutions. It is quite disgusting. This organization called Wikipedia calls me a conspiracy theorist, tries to remove the history of the invention of email. Wikipedia is a deep state organ, which basically thinks that they're going to own history on anything. And anyone out there, you should not give one penny to this disgusting organization. Maybe they're just racist. Maybe they don't want to see a you know, person of color tell the truth who comes from the untouchable background. Maybe what they want to do is to control at every point the narrative on everything. And it's time that people realize no one should be giving Wikipedia one penny. They're like the ultimate of fake news. They only tell what they want to tell. But it's sort of disgusting that a guy who's on the front page of MIT worked his butt off is called a conspiracy theorist because I tell the truth about what's going on. But keep that in mind. But one of the things that appeared after I came back from India in 2009, I took two years and I was really trying to understand the Eastern and uh, what, how, what was Eastern system medicine? Why did it work? And what ended up happening was when I came back, I realized that the Eastern systems of medicine, and everyone should listen carefully, have nothing really to do with medicine. They actually understood the body as a system, in fact, as an engineering system. I'll do a whole nother talk on this. But that resulted when I got back, um, my writing a very important paper, which was basically called the Rosetta Stone of Eastern and Western medicine. And what I discovered was the Eastern systems of medicine. And a lot of the problem is even the functional medicine guys don't get this. But the Eastern systems of medicine actually are an engineering systems approach. So. Um, I wrote a paper, and by the way, this paper is accessible. If anyone wants it, I'll show you how you get it. But what I realized was that in engineering systems theory, the world is seen as input, transport of information, conversion of information, matter, and energy, and storage, and then the output of that. And then if you take a advanced control systems engineering course, 
you'll find out that all systems in the world have a goal, they have an output, we have sensors, this is called a feedback system. This is how, for example, your thermostat works in your home. Bottom line, there's a whole terminology to engineering systems. Interesting enough, the big discovery I made is when you look at the Eastern systems of medicine, they use a different words like karma and karma fa, vata, pitta, kapha. You don't need to know what these are. And they have a whole nother language that comes out of yoga, indriyas, mana, sankapa. Well, it turns out that the Eastern systems of medicine match one-to-one with engineering control systems theory. This is a big discovery I made. And I wrote that into this paper I just shared with you. And then that became the basis of an institute I, I, I created called Systems Health. And we've trained many, many people, doctors, engineers, nurses of all different backgrounds, financial people, you don't, it doesn't matter. But I can actually teach everyone within a very small time frame, and you can learn on your own, you can do it in a day or you can take about 15 hours online. You can actually understand a systems approach to everything in the universe. It's a whole different way. So part of what that resulted in was also me creating a tool called Your Body, Your System. So those people donate to the campaign. We give that to you. By the way, if you can't afford it, go up and try to get a scholarship, which, which we're affording. But the bottom line is in this approach is you answer a set of questions. You can understand what kind of system you are. That's this red dot right here denoted by the red dot. This is basically where your body likes to be. It's a systems approach. The black dot is where you're deviated from. So when you're under dysfunction or disease, and then you can figure out how foods and supplements and these kinds of things get you back to your natural state. So this is, again, I wanna just give this a background because when you start taking a systems approach to the world, you can actually start figuring out a lot of things on your own. People ask me how you're able to figure this kind of stuff out because I, I'm trained from an engineering system standpoint, but the body is fundamentally an engineering system. And you're gonna see me apply that in the next few minutes to looking at this nonsense that's been taking place. So let's do a review. Yesterday, if you remember, I ended with this, and this, I think I did this tweet um, yesterday morning and it's gone viral all over the world. I think about a million people have seen this. But here is the deep state cycle of fear and ignorance. So let's start there. What did they actually do? Well. First of all, in this quote unquote pandemic, they've created massive amounts of fear. It's sort of insane the amount of fear that they've created. When you actually look at the data, it doesn't even match to it. And from this fear, we've been socially isolating ourselves, not talking to our neighbors. And this has resulted in unemployment and essentially destruction to the economy. I think 28 million people in the United States are now have filed unemployment claims, 28 millions. And from this, this has led to anxiety and depression, which I talked about yesterday. I talked about yesterday showing you how the social isolation has led to anxiety and depression. And we've seen an explosive use of people uh, wanting to uh, get prescription drugs, which I also just tweeted out. Particularly women, it's really unfortunate, nearly 40% in the last 30 days, February 15th to March 15th, during that 30 day period, 40% more prescriptions for antidepressants. Which, which I'll review and which I shared. In addition, what, we, what I talked about was that when you do this anxiety and depression, I, I said it in general terms that this will lead to suppression of the immune system, which will lead to more disease and deaths. Today, we're gonna really share with you some really powerful science that, sh to, that shows that that's what it does. When you, so you, you socially isolate people, unemployment people get more anxious, uh, women uh, anxiety levels have gone much higher. 
nearly two times more. That anxiety, guess what it does? It actually lowers your immune health. You're more open to viral infection and bacterial infection. So it's quite extraordinary that they are actually destroying people's immune health by making them anxious, which itself does it, giving them antidepressants. And the data I'm gonna share with you, the science is how those antidepressants further lower people's immune health. So that's what we're gonna talk about. And, I, and I'm gonna share with you all the papers, the science of it, so you can share it with your friends and family. And by the way, you're welcome to share these videos everywhere. So as we talked about yesterday, the hype, right now, annually, there's about 2.9 million deaths per year in the United States. So 2.9 million people die every year in the United States. So roughly in the summertime, that's around 220 deaths in the summer and about 280 deaths per month in the winter, okay? So basically you can look at around the winter time, we have about 280 deaths a month, which is what we're in, we're almost getting out of it. And when the summer starts, let's say May, June, you have about 220 deaths, okay. So that's the data. Now, if you look at that data, let's look at what's going on relatively now. So if you look in March of 2018, 249,000 people died in that month, just dying from the normal death rates. 253,000 in March of 2019. So what's the difference? Roughly 4,000 people more. We don't have the data for March of 2020, but we do know for March of um, 2020, 4,053 people died of COVID. Now, if the death is around the same as 253, it's basically what we call noise to signal. It's basically a rounding error. If it goes up by 4,000, there again, it's a relatively small number of people. If you actually look at it, again here, 4,000 increase in March 2018 to 2019, we've had 4,053 deaths. So it's about 1.6% if you use March 2019 numbers, that's a rounding error. Now what's fascinating is that New York and New Jersey have very high numbers. Well, the hospital systems from the reports that we're getting are completely inundated, meaning they can't even handle people. In fact, there's a, a nurse's report, a nurse of a nurse just put out how they're actually leaving people to die. They're intubating them right away. They're basically causing hypoxia. So it's quite extraordinary. It's almost so people uh, are incompetent or they want these debts to be high. In the entire state of Texas, 600 to 700 debts. In New York City, 20,000 alone. So when you get back to this diagram, we have fear mongering being used to further create social isolation, further create anxiety, immunosuppression and disease and deaths. What, what we're gonna focus on is how does this anxiety lead to immunosuppression and, how, and depression and how does this lead to disease and deaths? We're gonna focus on the bottom right corner of this chart here. So first of all, as we shared, if you, now let's take a systems approach. If you have the immune system, again, remember everything has inputs and outputs as I shared. If you again, go study your body, your system, you go sign up and you take advantage of that very, very powerful set of books, you'll understand that everything in the universe has an input and output systems. So if you look at the immune system, the immune system has an output input and it has an output, okay? What are the inputs? Well, the inputs could be viruses, stress, pollution, pesticides, unemployment, right? These are different inputs that you can have, uh, family problems, fast food, aging. And, and what the immune system can do, if it's resilient and strong, you can take on a lot of stuff and you get healthy. Now you gotta be careful. You can be a healthy individual, but if you're constantly stressed, that will lower your resilience. So there's a balance there. 
So you want to have a strong immune system, but you don't want to get overstressed. But ideally, in a resilient system, you can take on a certain amount of beating and you keep on ticking. Now, if it's a weakened immune system, the chances are that weakened immune system will manifest because the immune system is the operating system of your body, heart disease, diabetes, kidney failure, Alzheimer's, insomnia, depression, anxiety. These are the symptoms. Western medicine calls them disease, but in traditional systems of medicine, these are the symptoms of the fundamental decay of the immune system, okay? So let's, let's be clear on that. And so when you look at the immune system, um, my work, my research over many, many years, and this is work that I presented at the National Science Foundation shows that the immune system is a complex system. It involves a microbiome and the virome. It involves the innate immune system, the adaptive, the interferon, the neural. The innate immune system is that part of your body that is first comes into contact with a pathogen or an allergen or whatever you want to call it, okay? It's a thing that hits your eyes, your nose, your, your ears, your skin, goes into your, the mucous membranes. And that's where you have one part of your immune system. Then you have another part of your immune system, which I did my PhD work on called the interferon system, which is expecting viruses, expecting. And when they come in, it turns on all sorts of genes, which protects you against many other viruses. Then you have your adaptive immune system, which has T cells and B cells, which creates antibodies. You have your microbiome and your virome. These are all the amazing bacteria in your gut. And by the way, we have 380 trillion viruses in us, 60 trillion bacteria. We're a walking germ factory, okay? And then we have the neural system where we connect to. So when you look at this, the entire immune system is a very complex system. By the way, this is my original scientific work that I was uh, very honored to share at the National Science Foundation Center about uh, four months ago. So that's what, this is the immune system. Now, one of the key things with the immune system is that the key factors for strengthening an immune system, believe it or not, are social interactions. Social interactions. More and more, the research keeps showing the power of social interactions. This is why the number one reason people live long is about friendships and community, not being socially isolated, our interconnections with other people, exercise and meaningful work. We're unemploying people, 28 million people in the United States, meaningful work, exercise, social interactions. These are one of the most important things. Number one and two things to support the immune system. Third is your microbiome. Many of the cultures where people live long, number one was social interaction, number two was meaningful work and exercise. The third was they always drank some type of fermented drinks. Local, sleep, clean air, clean water, clean food. The politicians, the lawyer lobbies cannot deliver us clean water, clean air, clean food. People like Hillary Clinton took money from Monsanto, from Big Pharma. People like Bill Gates support companies like Monsanto. And you have people like whoever it is, the not so obvious establishment, like the Kennedys at all supporting Hillary Clinton. So they act one way, but fundamentally the politicians and the lawyer lobbies are destroying the environment around us. All of those things, if we, if we have clean water, clean air, clean food, we support the immune system. So we're gonna go into this. We, we're, let's, talk, let's talk about anxiety and depression. Here is a latest report that came out by America's State of Mind by the US, uh, and it's called US Trends in Medication for depression, anxiety, and insomnia. And what you see here, I mean, it's a very beautiful report, very great work that was done here, but fundamentally this report is looking at the last 60-day period, and it's showing how there's been an explosive growth in the use of antidepressants. And you guys can look at this up on the internet, but it's, it's called COVID-19 Mental Health and Medication Use. Well, 
In the front page of that report it says anti-anxiety medication known as benz benzodiazepines. Benzodiazepines. That's what they that's the class of chemicals. During 30-day period between February 15th, by the way, 2020 to March 15, 2020, 39.6% increase use in women, 22.7% increase in men. So just think about that. We've had these these uh, benzodiazepines, which are really the anti-anxiety medications have gone up by 40% in women, 22% in men. Now, are they safe? Is this fun to do? Should we, should we all be feeling good that we're giving some people an alternative? And we're gonna talk about that. And here's a graph. What you see here is this, this one, which is this explosive growth, is the anxiety, uh, is the depression medications. Similarly, you can see that anxiety medications, in, uh, insomnia, people aren't sleeping well, that's a green one. And the blue one here is depression. And this is sort of the average, okay? But here you can see anxiety medications, which are anti-anxiety things have gone explosively up. And if you look at more closely in this, the total anxiety medications, the average is 34.1%. The antidepressants is 18.6% increase. The insomnia is 14.8%. And just in the week ending March 15th, when the WHO announced that we're gonna have the COVID-19 epidemic you know, it was considered a pandemic and the national emergency was called, we had a further spike around 18%. But again, women at 39.6%, men at 22%. And again, here's that graph again, which I tweeted out before. You're welcome to uh, put that out there. One of the most important things is the, the, the mental disorder, um, you know, what that causes to people, the anxiety, the depression, it's a number one, it's the highest estimated spending of healthcare. This is from a 2013 report and hasn't changed. Number one, when people get mentally hurt, higher than heart conditions, higher than trauma, higher than cancer. So let's go into this now. We're gonna walk through this. So we've talked about anxiety. We know that anxiety is being caused um, by COVID-19, the social isolation, the quote unquote, the social distancing, the unemployment, mass and just by it's causing anxiety and depression. And we have the, the pharma companies having a great heyday pushing out drugs. So they're having, they're making money right there from all of the drug pushing that they're doing. Now, if we go here, let's, this is something. So what I did this morning was um, I, you know, as you know, I, I, my PhD work is at MIT is in a field called systems biology. I came out of the department of biological engineering. And one of the things that I created the other inventions that I recently did was a technology that can model molecular pathways actually watch at the molecular level how different ingredients react, the molecular reactions. So I had myself and our team really look at these benzodiazepines and what they're doing. And it's quite extraordinary. You find out that these chemicals literally are lowering our immune health, increasing ourselves to bacterial and viral infections like pneumonia and lowering our innate immune system and the adaptive immune system and worse. So let's look at that. So this is a wonderful paper that came out. It says the impact of benzodiazepines on occurrence of pneumonia and mortality from pneumonia, a nested case control and survival analysis in a population-based cohort. It's an extraordinary study these guys did. They looked at over nearly 25,000, uh, close to 30,000 people. They had a control group and those people call pneumonia. 
what they did was they found out, as I'll share with you, that first, that people who took benzodiazepines had a 54% increase in pneumonia. People who took these antidepressants had a 54% increase in getting ill from pneumonia. So just consider that. You have fear-mongering telling people a virus is going to hurt you. You get anxiety and you get unemployment. I mean, I'm sorry, you get social isolation, unemployment, leads to anxiety and depression. And those people are taking these drugs and they have a 54% increased chance of bacterial infection, viral infection, like pneumonia. Okay? And the other more interesting thing I'm going to share with you is that they also found nearly 30% increase of people dying if they had pneumonia. Those people have a viral infection and are taking benzodiazepines. They had a 30% chance, I'm, I'm sorry, 30% chance of dying within 30 days. Okay? And then third, they found out people who had pneumonia at some point in a 36-month period and were taking benzodiazepines had a 22% of chance of dying in, in, in um, 36 months. So just think about that. These things are clearly lowering your immune system. They're suppressing your immune system. So let me get into, uh, so this was a paper, which was a great review article of this paper. And it basically summarizes it, because I want to give you the summary so I don't bore you too much going through all the details, but it basically says, widely used sedative sleeping pills, which has those antidepressants, anti-anxieties, I'm sorry, anti-anxieties to be uh, right, linked to increased fatal pneumonia risk. Benzodiazepines affect immune system, studies suggest. So again, this study paper, not anti-anxiety anti medications are lowering the immune system, lowering the immune system. So let's go look at that. So one of the first findings, as I said, was commonly prescribed sleeping pills, sedatives, anti-anxieties, may increase the risk of contracting pneumonia by as much as 50% and increase the risk of dying from it, suggests research published online in the journal Thorax. And specifically, to get the exact number, that the results showed that benzodiazepines as a class of drug were associated with significantly higher 54% risk of contracting pneumonia. 54% risk of contracting pneumonia. Okay? Not a small number. So, and then a second analysis showed the risk of dying within 30 days of being diagnosed with pneumonia was 22% higher among those taking benzodiazepines, and it was 32% higher within three years of diagnosis. So in summary, 54% increased chance of pneumonia with use of, this is, this is really, to be fair here, this is anti-anxieties. Let me change this because it's not right. Anti-anxieties. Okay. We're talking about go back here all right and then um uh inc 22 percent increased mortality from pneumonia in first 30 days and 32 percent increased mortality in three months uh, in 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 the in in the uh in the 36 month period again just to be accurate so no one gets upset here let's put that in okay so that's the result so 54% increased chance of pneumonia with those anti-anxiety medications, 22% mortality from uh, death from pneumonia in the first 30 days and 32% increased mortality. Now, that study was not the first one only. So people may say, oh, that's just one study you cherry pick. Th that's not just one study, there's many others. In fact, in that study, they say, our findings are complemented by some previous studies. 
So one of the previous studies that they referred to was this one, antipsychotic drug use and risk of pneumonia in elderly people. And this is what that study showed, completely different study. The increase in risk of pneumonia is similar to a previous study by Noel et al., which recorded a 60% increased risk. This was even higher, so the first one was conservative. Increased risk during the first week of exposure for to antipsychotic, which is the anti-anxiety medications, okay? 60% increased risk. Pharma is making money on these anti-anxiety, antidepressant medications. You have a 16% risk of, um, you know, uh, exposure to uh, pneumonia, the risk of pneumonia. Now, this is another study, the third study, completely separate. Vergus et al. showed that the use of tranquilizers, again, the anti-anxieties, anti-psychotics, increased mortality from pneumonia in patients in long-term care. And look at this one. This is quite extraordinary. Using a retrospective cohort study design, Hawk et al. followed up 229 people over 60 years of age with pneumonia over a period of two years and found that use of benzodiazepines and or antidepressants increased the risk of pneumonia by 89%. Yes, the use of benzodiazepines and or antidepressants increase the risk of pneumonia by 89%. So just think about that. This is not a small number. We're talking about 89%, okay? So let me go share the screen again. I think, let me go back here. I think I lost you guys here, but uh, let me go back to these slides in case we're missing them. But so when you look at these slides here, go back here, this is what I just talked about, 54% increased chance of pneumonia, 22% increase in death, 32%. What I shared here was this is not just one study, but many others. And what you see here in this other study, the increased risk of pneumonia is similar to a previous study, 60% increased risk during the first week of exposure. So you get exposed to the antipsychotic drug, that means you have a 60% immediate risk of exposure to getting pneumonia, which means the immune system is getting damaged. Second paper showed that the use of tranquilizers increased mortality, which means death from pneumonia in patients in long-term care, definitely older people. And this one is the one that's extraordinary, which says the use of benzodiazepines and or antidepressants increase the risk of pneumonia by 89%. So if the first one was saying 54%, this is saying 89. So the first one you could argue is relatively conservative. All right, so how is this occurring? So I wanna share with you you know, how could this be occurring? You're taking an antidepressant. So what's clearly the, the cohort studies and the analysis showing is that you have a depression of the immune system. And that's what we talked about yesterday. We we're suppressing the immune system, which is what we don't want to do. What we want to do is beef people's immune systems up. But who would want to suppress their immune system? I think the deep state would. They want to fear monger people, isolate people, have them on anti-anxieties, antidepressants, suppress their immune system, create more deaths, and then fear mongers around and around. But what I'm sharing with you here is the data, the science is there. These anti-anxieties, antidepressants lower the immune system. So if you go here now and we look at it here, let's look at what's going on at the molecular level. And I, this is what I do you know, as a scientist. Remember, this is the architecture of the immune system, which I shared at the National Science Foundation. Here you have the innate immune system, which is that part of the immune system, which is, which is, you know, uh, facing uh, the pathogen initially. We have the interferon and we have the adaptive, which is where the antibodies, those things get created. Well, this is a very interesting paper that came out in the Journal of Neuroimmunology. 
suppression of the immune system by benzodiazepine receptor inverse agonists. To keep it simple, it's what they found is a decrease in cytotoxic T lymphocyte activity. What do I mean by that? T lymphocytes are your T cells. So when you lower your T cells, your body can't produce antibodies. Okay? So benzodiazepines are lowering your adaptive immune system. Don't we want to have an immune system that can fight? So you're isolating people. 40% we saw increase in women's use of these anti-anxieties. Now they're 54% to 89% chance they're open to pneumonia. So I don't know what the numbers are. I'm, I, I would love to find out. Let's say in any one month, 100,000 people, or let's say 200,000 people in the United States, I think there's quite, apparently one-fifth of people in the United States or one-third are on some type. So if you take the U.S. adult population, maybe 100 million people, if one-fifth of them, which would be 20 million people, are on some type of anti-anxieties, and we saw a 35% increase, that is roughly 600, uh, I'm sorry, uh, 20 million times 10%, 2 million, it's almost 6 million people more. Now, if you take 6 million people more and 54% of them, which is nearly 3 million people, have an increased chance of getting pneumonia, what are we doing to people? That's quite extraordinary. We've increased the chance of people getting viral or bacterial infection. Thank you, Big Pharma. Thank you, Mr. Fauci. That's what's going on. So just think about those numbers. I believe it's one in five people we can check. Let's say adults, let's say there's 100 million adults. One in five of them are on some type of antidepressants already, which means 20 million people. If we saw a 35% increase in that, let's say 30, let's say 20%, just using low number, that's 4 million more people took antidepressants or anti-anxiety medication. You've lowered the immune system. When you've lowered the immune system, according to these papers, 54 to 89%. Let's take the low, 50%. So that means we have another 50% of those 4 million people, 2 million people more susceptible to getting viral infections. Unbelievable. Okay? That's what we have going on. Um, this is another paper. This is quite extraordinary. Look at this paper. This paper shows that in this case, we actually have, it's, it's called, this is one of the benzodiazepines, leads to enhanced sever severity of orthopox virus infection and immune suppression. Look what it says, enhanced severity of virus infection and immune suppression. This means suppression of the immune system. In addition, the paper says that significant decrease in antibody response impaired adaptive immune system. I mean, isn't this unbelievable that these things are actually affecting the overall immune system, lowering antibody response, lowering T cells. That's what's going on by the, by the uh, you know, um, what we're doing to people in terms of the anti-anxiety uh, medications. And this is quite extraordinary because this paper, just to give you by, this just came out in April, 2019. So, People may say, well, maybe people didn't know. Maybe Fauci didn't know. Well, you know what? They know quite well. In fact, this paper just came out recently, about a year ago, and it says the influence of antidepressants on the immune system. The influence of antidepressants on the immune system. If you look closely, it shows this wonderful, beautiful systems diagram. This is a systems diagram. And what it's showing is based on your mental state, it affects your endocrine system, it affects your immune system, and your nervous system. And all of these things are interconnected. So you have cytokines, which drive this, hormones, which drive the nervous system. 
the key takeaway is we do know the interactions. Here's even more interesting. Just look at the depression and chronic inflammation. The more inflammation you have, the more depression you have. So these are people with pre-existing conditions. So that means the more depression you have, right? You're gonna go on these antidepressants, medications. So this is something extraordinary that because of ill health, we're also driving depressants, antidepressants, and those people are also gonna get lower their immune system, all right? So this is, again, the point is, this is not science that's not unknown. So again, we've looked at the anxiety depression link to immunosuppression, and we know that we're increasing more disease and death. In summary, just to review that, the, the, the overall analysis, if you take benzodiazepines, 54% on the low end, 1%, 89% chance of increased chance of pneumonia within six to 30 days, okay? Six, within one week to 30 days of getting it, of taking these drugs. So you, you lower your immune system. We also know when you lower that immune system, the reason that's occurring at the molecular level is you're affecting your antibody production, you're affecting your T cells, and you're overall re reducing your immune system. So there's a direct connection between these uh, phenomenon. So as you look at this cycle, we have disease and deaths, which are gonna now um, justify, rationalize their fear mongering, which is gonna further tell us, yes, we need to keep the shutdown going. Yes, we need to keep the shutdown going, which is gonna affect more anxiety and depression and so on. What I wanted to, you know, one of the things I put out in my tweet is we should get over this nonsensical fear. That's what they want. Maybe it's time to get angry because when you really look at this, what you're finding is the people in power, the people who know the science, people aren't stupid. I'm sure Fauci knows this. I'm sure people at the NIH know this, that as you crank up fear, you increase social isolation, you increase unemployment, you're gonna increase anxiety and depression, you're gonna, you're, you're gonna give people these anti-anxiety drugs and bottom line, you're going to essentially decrease immunosuppression. So once you get this, you should get really pissed off. There's no reason to get afraid because this is what's going on, especially when you look at the numbers, when it's minuscule compared to the number of deaths that are taking place in any one month. This paper is an extraordinary paper because what it shares is the power of anger. You know, people say, don't get angry, don't get angry. And this is typically the quote unquote, the liberal viewpoint of the not so obvious establishment. The not so obvious establishment always wants us to go suck up to legislators, suck up to legislators. That's been their whole thing. Stay stuff, stay, say stuff against Fauci, don't say anything against Gates. And then they have their accomplices. They find other people to shield them when I go out and expose them. And the reason I get angry is in a righteous way and everyone should get angry because constructive anger will give us what we need to go fight for justice. And if you don't believe that, here's actually a research paper that just came out. It says, anger makes people want things more. And it came out in a wonderful paper called The Art of Anger, Reward Context Turns Avoidance Responses to Anger-Related Objects into Approach. What the paper is basically saying is that when you get righteously angry, and if you don't get angry and you suppress things, you avoid doing what you need to do. You avoid building a mass movement bottoms up. You essentially suppress it, which is what people like the Kennedys, people like the Democrats, people like the Clintons want us to do. They want us to go suck up to legislators. They want, they, they want us to practice hypocrisy. They'll say one thing against Gates, but say nothing against the fact Hillary Clinton you know, took money from Monsanto, took money from Gates Foundation, supports big vaccine, both of them. So it's a way of suppressing us 
and basically keeping us suppressed, suppressing our anger. Well, this article is quite interesting because the summary says, anger activates a part of the brain. Let me make it a little bit bigger here. Anger activates a part of the brain that is normally associated with positive emotions, which motivates people to go after things. Unproductive anger, which is aggression or suppression, is destructive. But productive anger can serve as a catalyst for change and action. For example, when you're frustrated at an injustice or the current state of your life, anger can be turned into a positive and creative energy to spur you into constructive action. That's the point. You know, when, when people who are suppressed rise up, other people say, oh, they shouldn't be getting angry. Take a beating like this guy Gandhi did in India, where, my motherland. It's nonsense. It's time for people to rise up. It's time for people to exercise our anger in a constructive way against the nonsense that's going on. Because what's going on right now is utter and total nonsense. We fear-mongered people with, you've seen my other videos if you go to truthfreedomhealth.com. We fear-mongered people. We're not telling them to boost their immune system. We're driving them into unemployment. I think in Massachusetts, for example, nearly 50 of the restaurants are gonna be out of business forever. People are losing their jobs. Anxiety, then you put them on anti-anxiety medications, then you further suppress their immune system. And remember, 54% of those people now are gonna be open to more virus infections. It's totally, completely, you know, a complete organ organized model of keeping people in this deep state cycle of vicious unhealth. That's what we're looking at. So that's what I wanted to share with you here, that when you look at this, it's time to get angry. People should stop being so afraid. Anger is a good emotion. And let me just finish by telling you that I think many of you know, I keep hitting the fact that I'm running for US Senate and a guy like me doesn't need to run. I've done well in many ways, but I'm doing this because I wanna serve. I believe that it's everyday people, people you can actually understand problems, uh, have uh, the ability to look at a problem from a systems approach. That's what we need, particularly in the 21st century. We can't afford lawyer lobbyists anymore. 60, 70% of the US Congress is lawyer lobbyists. They, they were sleeping on the job while the CDC and the WHO and the deep state did this to all of us. We need people like myself. You deserve people like myself who can actually look at a problem, go at it objectively beyond left or right and find out what's really going on. And that's what I'm doing with these videos here. So you're welcome. I know most of you are sharing them widely, but we need to educate people. Now, one of the things that I thought was interesting was, well, you know, what's up with lawyers and their use of antidepressants? Well, it's interesting. The prevalence of substance use and other mental, mental, uh, health concerns among American attorneys. Quite interesting. It says levels of depression, anxiety, and stress among attorneys were significant within with 28%, 19%, and 23%. That's merely almost one third, one third experiencing symptoms of depression, anxiety, and stress respectively. 28% depression, 19% anxiety, and 23% stress. And a lot of them feel this way because they're, most of them are doing a job which is probably crooked work that they're doing. They're not really doing anything noble. So obviously they're gonna be depressed. They're anxious because their entire livelihood is based on manipulation. That's what the lawyer lobbyists do. And what's unfortunate is many of these people should get out of the law business because it's destructive to them. In fact, this lawyer just put out a lawyer breaks the silence about depression among lawyers. So you're looking at an entire group of people. If, if it's 20%, they're almost at 30% lawyers. 
okay, in terms of their use of antidepressants. So obviously, many of them, you know, are part of the lawyer lobbies clan. They're not going to say anything against big pharma. They're part of the problem. That's what they are. They're part of the problem. And so if you go here, what I want to end with is saying the lawyer lobbyist class is, is not going to do anything for us to really take care of the two things that we need to do to boost up our immune system. One of those things that we need to all understand is what we put into our bodies, strengthen our immune system, food, lifestyle, social connections. In fact, what have they done? Their solution has been to isolate us. Basically, Fauci is, is a bureaucrat. He's part of the lawyer lobbyist class. He's not really a scientist. He doesn't know much science. And then I, as I've shared, I was the first one to call him out because his view of the immune system goes back about 100 years. He does not understand the immune system because if he did, he would be actively talking about vitamin D, vitamin A, vitamin C. He himself takes vitamin C for himself. I'm sure many doctors do, the, for example, the ER doctor that was saved by his colleagues by giving him vitamin C. But for the rest of us, they're not talking about it. And that should get everyone really, really angry again. Okay. But first thing is we need to strengthen our personal infrastructure. The other thing is we need our external infrastructure, which is clean air, clean water, and clean food. If you look at the history of infectious disease, the way that we've actually solved um, infectious disease is from infrastructure, vitamin A, nutrition, clean air, clean water, ending child labor. If you look at the 1900s to the 1950s and furthermore, um, uh, ensuring that we have sanitation, refrigeration. These are the things that really brought down long before vaccines came in. Today, the number one cause of death in the world is air pollution. The Paris Accords allows China, allows China to pollute more, allows China to pollute more. That was brought to you by the lawyer lobbyists and the people, the fake scientists. So we're destroying our air by allowing China to go from 11 billion metric tons to 22 billion metric tons. The Paris Accords allows that. More pollution in the air. As you know, there have been massive anti-pollution protests all over China. And then the COVID virus, they've completely disappeared, completely suppressed all those. The second thing is clean water and clean food. Companies like Monsanto, who Hillary Clinton takes money from, who Bobby Kennedy supports Hillary Clinton, the not so obvious establishment. These companies have destroyed the food and the water and the air that we breathe. So what we have in the United States right now is a D plus in infrastructure. Massachusetts got an F minus minus, and the politicians are not gonna do anything about it because they don't wanna solve the fundamental issue of health. So I'm gonna, again, reiterate to everyone, you know, when you go to the U U uh, Shiva for Senate site, you should understand that our program, which is a program for all of us, is truth, freedom, and health. Truth, freedom, and health. Truth, freedom, and health. Without freedom, which is a right for us to converse, discourse, have these kinds of conversations, share the truth. We're not, or, or have the freedom to discourse. And right now that's always tenuous because Facebook, Google, AT&T, Verizon, these companies, five major companies own our entire communications capability. I have a solution for that, it's called the Digital Rights Act. But if we have freedom, we can get to truth. And truth means real science that comes from the scientific method not through using scientific consensus, which is what they've done. And with truth, we can identify the real problem, the real solution for our health. And the real problem here is we need to boost up our immune system, boost up our immune system, keep it strong. The Western model of medicine, you know, it's great if you get hurt, 
car accidents, you know, you get a surgery, God forbid, you know, in it, but it knows nothing about taking care of our health. It's about getting us sicker and sicker and sicker. That's why we need to take a systems approach. And that's why when you support the campaign, you know, I've made it possible for everyone to learn a systems approach to health, get access to this tool. And if, by the way, if you can't afford it, give whatever you can and write to me, vashiva at vashiva.com. I'll give you a scholarship. But that's why I created this tool called Your Body, Your System. So you can understand the nature of your kind of system, how different things occur in your life can deviate you. That's a black dot, take you away, and how the importance of food and supplements and exercise can bring you back to who you are. So anyway, in closing, people should get very excited, very angry, and I hope this has been valuable so you can actually understand the interconnections, that this is not something that's been done you know, in a way that was um, you know, accidental. This is something well thought out. People know what they're doing. They are very aware of these interconnections. And it's clear that pharma now is double dipping. That's why, as I said in the beginning of the talk, pharma is basically, you know, big pharma is essentially uh, loves depression because from depression, they're getting you on both ends. They're getting you by, first of all, selling antidepressants, anti-anxieties, right? And plus they're making money on the other end. They're making money by the fact that your immune system is compromised. That's how they're making money. They're making money both ways. They're making money from suppressing your immune system. And, and in closing, this is what they're doing, right? They make money in both of these ways. Let me go right here. They're making money along both of these ways, right, right here. They're making money both ways. They suppress your immune system. They're making money selling antipsychotics, antidepressants, and then they're making money after you get sick by getting ready to vaccinate the hell out of you. Let me take some, um, Jen, are you there? Jen is there. We will take some questions if we have them. Let's see what we got. Any questions here? Let's see, maybe Jen is there, let me add her. Jen, are you there? Yes. Okay, I don't, I don't see you, that's okay. Let me add you, Jen, are you there? Jen? Yes. Yep, okay. I just have to right, great, so Jen is here, so we're gonna go through some questions. I also have Instagram here, thank you for spreading truth. When do we meet with POTUS? <laughs> F the deep state, the herbs are for healing, Bill Gates gave me syphilis, okay. Uh, let's see, if hormones are off, the liver must be cleansed. Avoid soy completely, get off gluten and white sugar. This will help clear the cell receptors. That's Desiree Winans. So one of the things that Desiree is bringing up, remember, our focus is about the immune system. And if Fauci ain't gonna do it, I'm gonna do it as a service because that's what needs to be done. So, so the goal here is we wanna strengthen our immune system. Is everyone with, with us there? So forget this nonsense. Get over the fear, get angry. Get angry at the fact that we're all being bullshitted to. So how do we boost up the immune system? Well, one thing, as what just said is, if you eat tons of sugar, it suppresses your macrophages in the innate immune system, and it suppresses also your antibodies in your other aspect of your immune system. So one of the things that Desiree is saying is absolutely true. We don't wanna do that. So if you look at this diagram here, the innate immune system is your macrophages, you eat tons of sugar, we create gliotoxins, and that suppresses your macrophages, and it hurts your adaptive immune system. 
Okay. Someone says, how do we get off meds? Well, listen, um, I'm going to do another talk on the history of Eastern medicine and Western medicine. Western medicine comes from wartime medicine. It comes from putting a soldier back on the field starting in the 1800s when the Crimean War was taking place. People like Florence Nightingale, who's really the mother of the modern healthcare system. The goal was to put a soldier back on the field and they did extraordinary things. They created clinical research and everything we have today, but it doesn't know anything about maintaining the body prevention, boosting the immune system. It's after you get hammered, like you, you get your, you, you, uh, you know, uh, your, your arm gets blown up, right? Then surgery, phenomenal. Steroids, antibiotics after the fact, but that has nothing to do with the day-to-day -day aspect of human existence. Eastern medicine, that's what the rishis and the yogis and these people did. They would observe nature or my grandmother, she would observe your face, figure out what was the right medicine for the right uh, you know, time for you. So if we wanna get off meds, we have to understand that the body's immune system, which I again share over here, is one of the most extraordinary aspects. It's a brain, it's an innate, it's an interferon, it's the adaptive, the microbiome. All of these systems need to be working in synergy. Well, one of the most powerful ways to do that which is what you see is vitamin D, sunlight, very powerful. Number two is the healthy, dark, leafy, green vegetables and fruits. That's where you can get it. That's vitamin A. Vitamin C, the citrus, because that uh, supports your immune system. It's an antioxidant, helps you in many, many ways that I've talked about in the other videos. How can I do something? I have no qualification. No one will, how can I do something? Look, we need to build a bottoms up movement the poor MDs, they've been victimized and some of them become accomplices. And what they've done is they've told the rest of us, we can't understand our bodies. We can't get in touch with our body's intuition. One of the reasons I created that tool, Your Body, Your System, is to bring people back to understand that their body has a particular place it likes to be, what you call homeostasis. In the Indian system, they called it your prakriti. In the, and then your body has it when it's under stress, it goes into a dysfunctional mode. That's called allostasis in the medical term. In the Indian term, you call it vikriti. In an engineering term, we call it a disturbance. So all three things are saying the same thing. So if you can understand that dynamic and people can get in touch back with themselves, the tool can help, other tools can help. You can get a good practitioner. But the idea is for us to understand when we feel great, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. One of the number one ways is social interactions. What's your opinion regarding using CBD instead of opioids for anxiety and depression? Great question. Look, I'm gonna be doing another talk on, on cannabis. Cannabis is a very interesting topic because look, look, the cannabis of 1963 had about only you know, two, one to 2% 2 THC or 1%. Today, the cannabis today has nearly 25% more THC. So the joint, if you had a 500 milligram joint, had about a very little, maybe two, two milligrams of THC. Today, you're looking at nearly 25 times more. Now, THC is very different than CBDs. So CBDs have many different properties, but I can tell you that when Marlboro, the big cigarette company, starts getting involved in the cannabis market, it's a very different world that we're talking about than something growing in the Hindu Kush mountains. But I'm going to do a whole analysis on that. Take your body back from big pharma and the deep state. Exactly. That's what we need to do. And people need to get angry about that. We need to build a bottoms up movement. We're locking down people. We're destroying the economy for a percentage of people that are a fraction. It's noise. 
And the real issue is, in spite of that, it looks like in New York, from what one of these nurses was saying, they actually want people to die. Can you touch on effectiveness of MMS chloride dioxide protocol from Jim Humble to take out toxins, germs? Yeah, so we are running chlorine, um, chloride dioxide uh, through Cytosolve, and I'm gonna have a, we're actually gonna do a talk on that. Look, it, it, it definitely is, the data shows it's valuable in the, you know, when you put it in water, it's an antimicrobial. Now, injecting it into your body at the dosages, there's at the molecular level, there's very little research on the molecular level, but we're going to be putting that together next week. I'll be talking about it, but clearly it's an antimicrobial. The issue in all of this comes down to dosage, dosage, dosage. Everything is dosage. For example, in Eastern systems of medicine, if you gave a very little amount of mercury, it had positive effects on the brain. Same with a very little amount of arsenic. If you give too much, it can hurt the brain. Too much can hurt the heart. So it's really about dosaging. Um, and I'll come back to this on that next week, but we're actually running this through our Cytosol system. Let's see what we got here. Um, uh, what for the thyroid uh, here, uh, here is agenda 21. Plans taken for 50 years to implement Planet of the Humans. Great documentary. Um, Dr. Ryder, what is the first thing we can do to build a bottoms up movement? Jared Brocklehurst. Fantastic. Look, the first thing we need to do to build a bottoms up movement is we need to have a political theory. Without theory, there can be no revolutionary bottoms up movement. So what do I mean by that? You see, politics, I've been studying political systems since I was a four-year-old kid, as long as I've been studying medical systems. And I bet you, and, and Jared, this is probably one of the most important questions that's been asked. How do we build a bottoms-up movement? Well, I can tell you we're not gonna build it by following Hillary Clinton or uh, Kennedy or the Democrats or the Republican Party. I can tell you that right now. They're the not-so-obvious establishment. And I'm. Um, we're gonna talk about this uh, more in depth tomorrow. But number one, the way we build a bottoms-up movement is having two important theoretical elements that we need to understand. First is what I've tried to share with you, freedom, truth, and health. We have to have where we want to go. It's not just about attacking our enemy. What is it we want? And I believe we want truth, freedom, and health. Freedom, open discourse and debate. That's part of the program I put forward on the Shiva for Senate site. By the way, my running for U.S. Senate is not just a political campaign in Massachusetts, it's become a worldwide movement. So everyone listening out there, go to Shiva for Senate, tell your friends wherever they are, if they're in Massachusetts, get all your friends to pledge to vote for us. Donate to the campaign, volunteer. Anyway, you can also volunteer from outside. But one of the most important things, how do we build this bottoms up movement? First, we need to understand what we want. We want truth, we want freedom that we want to help. How do we get there? Well, one of the most important ways to get there is to recognize we need to let go of the Hollywood celebrities, let go of the Kennedys, let go of these people who sit on movements. The not so obvious establishment, when we break from the not so obvious establishment, movements will occur like that. The not so obvious establishment, I can't overemphasize this, is created by the establishment to keep us hanging on to them. That's what they're created for. And they know this and they create accomplices. So the two things is what do we want? Truth, freedom, and health. That needs to be clear. In order to do that, we must have freedom. We must smash the scientific establishment and we must decentralize health. Those are the three things, which means health back to the, you know, uh, back to the edges, not centralized healthcare, because that's when you get mandated vaccines. 
That's when you get mandated medicine. We must have freedom and we must ensure that people go and, 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 and demand that we decentralize science. So I've created a citizen science act, which is to make research great again, which is to make sure that all, every time we give money to major scientific establishments, that data is owned by us. That's called the citizen science act. The digital rights act is to get the postal service involved to give us true freedom digital platform. So the bottoms up movement can only come when we cut the cord, cut the cord big from relying on the not so obvious establishment, the Bernie Sanders, who just gave all of his votes to Biden. Okay. It's not the establishment. I can attack Fauci. I can attack Gates. I can attack the deep state, but the deep state creates the not so obvious establishment to keep people suckered into them. So we don't build a bottoms up movement. I hope that's clear. And we need to have a clear vision, which I've laid out, truth, freedom, and health. Question from Crystal on Instagram. I would just love to know how do I find people to vote for? And each state, there aren't people like Dr. Shiva running. So how do we vote in people that we believe in if they aren't running? Great question, Crystal. Look, I'm running for US Senate because I believe we need to build a movement. And those of you who've started listening to my videos, Truth, Freedom, and Health, started seeing those videos, it's the power of the content. It's the power of the science. It's the power of interconnecting these things, which is, which is understanding systems thinking, which is what I wanna teach you. When we understand that, we can all be become systems revolutionaries. Many years ago, you know, my systems health program, I said, my goal is to create systems revolutionaries for truth, freedom, and health. So what I can tell you, Crystal, the first thing we need to do is instead of looking outside, all of you listening should start participating in the government process. And I can teach you how we've created infrastructure, but our winning the US Senate in Massachusetts, and mark my words, Massachusetts is a center of the deep state of the world. Massachusetts is a center of the deep state of the world. I think there's a reason God put me behind enemy lines here and gave me the opportunity to learn all this because I know how they operate, but Massachusetts is a center. It's, you have two foci, MIT and Harvard, right here. If you go to Kendall Square next to MIT, you'll see Facebook, you'll see Amazon, you'll see Google, you'll see Pfizer, you'll see Novartis, you'll see uh, um, all the major Monsantos right there. Google, all of them are right there. The epicenter, the longitude and the latitude of the deep state is a one mile radius between MIT and Harvard. Our winning, not my winning, our winning the US Senate seat here will be a complete, complete defeat to the deep state. Shiva, how many other doctors are supporting you? We the people are, but can we see your, yes, connect. So Robin, we have nearly 3000 people who signed up their name. Let me go right now. Uh, if you go to the Fire Fauci, let me go over to Fire Fauci. Um, some of you may know we have this Fire Fauci uh, petition that's going on. Let me bring it up here. And if you go to the Fire Fauci petition, which I'm going to go to here, let me bring it up. Uh, I'm going to bring it up over here. Okay, if we go to the Fire Fauci petition, which everyone can go to, what you'll see is, um, if again, if you go take action, Fire Fauci, the reason I want to bring this up is you'll see that the number of people that are signing up, everyone's up there is 92,000. Wow, 895, we've gone up by 2,000. We're 7,000 away, guys, okay? We're 7,000 away, that's incredible. Let's finish it up tonight. Let's fire Fauci tonight, okay? Um, 
that we are we are literally uh, about 6,000, 7,000 away, it looks like, okay? Let me add my, sorry about that. I gotta remove Jen. I gotta add myself, then I add Jen. Okay, but what we've done is we have nearly, uh, we're 7,000 away. The reason I bring that up is in that list, we have nearly 3,000 medical doctors who've signed up all over the world in the United States. So we have lots of doctors. If you guys have a suggestion, what one of the things we're gonna be doing is bringing those doctors together. Use of OTC medicine. My youngest daughter out of four started worsening and became asthmatic once I started giving her OTC for regular colds and flus, then albuterol. I almost lost her at clinic when she was given Motrin. After that scare and many respiratory issues and antibiotics, I switched to natural medicine and she's the healthiest she's ever been. That's Vero Padilla Ocampo. Listen, it's time that we all take health into our own hands. That's what this is about. I'm not saying don't use Western medicine. It is phenomenal surgery. You know, when you get, you know, let's say something awful happens to you, crisis care, that should be 10 or 20% of the case. But for the 90, 80% of our lives, why are we using a bazooka to hit a hammer? That's what Western medicine is doing. That's what big pharma is doing. That's what Fauci wants. That's what the WHO wants. That's what the CDC wants. And that's what the Chinese Communist Party wants because they produce a lot of the pharmaceutical drugs there. They want a top-down model of medicine. We need to go bottoms up. And that begins with us taking control of our health. And how can you do that? The way you can do that is to understand a systems approach to health. You have to understand the body is a system. I can't over overemphasize my entire life's work was I saw this woman with no degrees as a six-year-old, five-year-old kid looking at people's faces, understanding their body as a system and healing them. And then nearly 30, 40 years later, I went to MIT and I understood systems biology. And then I went back to India and I interconnected it. And what I unraveled was that Eastern systems of medicine and engineering and engineers look at the body the same way. And that is why I put together this entire program for all of you called systems health and systems thinking. So everyone here, please take advantage of this. You cannot not recognize that the way that we get out of this is by all of us understanding the body is a system. And that's why this exists. That's why I've made it accessible to everyone. Let me share it. That's why when people go to the website, oops, let me share the screen here. Sorry about that, I keep doing this. It's a little bit hard to do all these things at a time. I'm doing my best. But if you go here, you can really understand the body as a system. That's what I want everyone to take advantage of. And by the way, if, if, if you have, I know people are under economic distress, please write to me, VA Shiva at VA Shiva, and we'll give you scholarships. But the others, please take advantage of this, but this supports our campaign. And those of you who are from outside of the country, one thing I wanna let you know, if you're outside of the country because you cannot donate to our campaign, if you're outside, please go directly to your body, your system. If you go directly to yourbodyyoursystem.com, everyone from outside of the country can also take advantage of this. So if you go to your body, your system, you can go to get started now and you can also take advantage of this. Again, we know people are suffering from economic issues. So we have an honor system here. So if you can't afford the 25, which is nothing, but if you can't afford it, just choose a scholarship amount here. So for example, then I'll give you the scholarship. It's up to 20 bucks on here. But the bottom line is everyone should be taking advantage of this because the way out of this 
is for everyone here to understand a systems approach to understanding the body. And that's what I've been able to unravel. And that's how we're going to be able to manage and understand our body as a system. Otherwise, we're always going to be fear-mongered. We won't understand the ankle bones connected to the foot bone. Let me see what we have over here on I email for a scholarship, haven't gotten it yet. So if you've emailed for a scholarship, if you if you want a scholarship, go to vashiva.com slash contact. And if you email me, I'm getting inundated with messages and I send it off to our team and they'll uh, support it. Is there a brand of supplement that you recommend? Okay, vaccines. So is there a brand of supplement um, that I recommend? Look, um, I'm not here to promote any brands, but people can, there's so much information now on the internet. You can do your research. Obviously, I like to get stuff that's clean as possible, um, meaning that it's organic. And you know, many of these substances, uh, if they're vitamins, it's interesting. Some of the uh, suppliers are starting to do pharmaceutical grade supplements, which means super high quality. It would be interesting if the pharmaceutical guys made less drugs and actually got into making high grade vitamins. It probably be, uh, they could probably make money and be much better for all of us. My son, severe autism, puberty was held. Desperate had him on antipsychotics two different times and drugs almost left him permanently physically disabled. Never again. Look, as the data shows, these antipsychotics destroy the immune system. They make your body prone to other viral infections. So when you lower the immune system, you can get all sorts of viral infections. That's what we just shared today. And that should get people really, really, really concerned of what's going on in this country and what this social isolation is doing. Again, supports big pharma, more antidepressant sales, lower the immune system, and then basically feed us into fear mongering and vaccines. All right, it's 10.52. Let me add, is Jen there still? Jen, anything else? Any other questions? Oh, doctor, what, what do we do when they start mandating us to have these vaccines help? This is why we need to build a massive worldwide movement for truth, freedom, and health. And that movement is going to come first by people understanding what is it we want. We want, you can't just have just one of those things. It's not just vaccines. It's not just freedom. It's not just truth. We need all of them because they're so interconnected. So the first thing is, if we can raise our consciousness just one degree, things happen very quickly. Look, let me give you the example. There was a time when we all burned wood to get fire. We burned wood. That was a way because we felt that we needed to burn wood and the science of it was you're burning carbon. And then someone figured out a very different theoretical framework. They said, you know what? If I smash an atom, E equals MC squared, right? That gave a whole different way of looking at energy, that mass and energy are interconvertible. So when we go to a theoretical framework of understanding how we create revolutionary change, it's not about begging to legislators. So when you ask about how we stop mandating vaccines, people like Bobby Kennedy and others in this movement for 17 years, they're misleaders and they have their accomplices now. They go find, by the way, other brown and dark people to be their accomplices. Some of them are victims, but many of them become accomplices when I expose Kennedy. But we're not going to win at all 
by begging to legislators. We're going to win by building a bottoms up movement where A, that's the atomic, that's the equivalent of E equals MC squared. We realize, wait a minute, why am I begging to legislators? Let's build a bottoms up movement. And how do you build a bottoms up movement? You start talking to your neighbors. And what do you talk to your neighbors about? Truth, freedom, and health, that they're interconnected. And you also tell people, you know what? We got to do it on our own. We have to take care of our health. It comes with us. There's no savior going to come here but us. And if I'm a quote unquote person who's for change, it's I'm a catalyst. And that catalytic equation I'm giving you right now is that we as people need to recognize that it's truth, freedom, and health is what society wants. They want, we want, they want power, profit, and control. And they want to manipulate us by outsourcing our activism to these kinds of people who have no interest in really helping us. They will find accomplices who will just suffocate the movement through rhetoric, hypocrisy, and plagiarism. They'll even, in fact, start saying, Fowler Fauci, use my words. But they'll be supporting Hillary Clinton. They'll be supporting guys like Bobby Kennedy who endorse Hillary Clinton. Okay? Who endorse, who, by the way, Hillary Clinton supports Bill Gates, took money from him. This is a nonsense that's going on because people get fooled by the not-so-obvious establishment. Dolores Lola Franco, thank you, Dr. Shiva, for time. We appreciate the knowledge and sincerity. Truth, freedom, and health. Exactly. Truth, freedom, and health, everyone. That's how we're going to win. Bottoms up, bottoms up, bottoms up. Bottoms up. And anyone who defends Bobby Kennedy, anyone, they are part of the not-so-obvious establishment, either victims or accomplices. He's had a long time, and the Kennedys are the institutionalized, not-so-obvious establishment of the United States. They're set up by the deep state to mislead us as though they're the saviors. The time is now. Let's restore insanity. That's exactly the truth. Bottoms up movement. Exactly. Ben Adam. We should be copying the virus system. Exactly, Ben. You got it. We should get infected with truth and infect others with truth virus. Be infectious. Be contagious with the truth. Exactly. What I want to let you guys know to support what you guys need our team, you know, we have everyone's volunteers on our team. We don't, you know, there's no people here, um, you know, getting paid to do this. Everything is volunteer based. So if you go to our website again, let me go back to Shiva for Senate. I want to let you know some of the service uh, we've done to support you in building that infectious movement. So if you go to Shiva for Senate, let me go here. And if you go right over here, let me share this screen right here. If you go right, um, right here. Let me share this. Oops, add to stream. Sorry about that. If you go here, there's a section here called Truth, Freedom, Health. If you go to Truth, Freedom, Health, all of the videos I've done are here. By the way, everyone listening out there, if you're outside, wherever you are, Argentina, Puerto Rico, you know, Jamaica, if you know somebody who lives in Massachusetts, tell them to go and pledge now to vote for Dr. Shiva. But all of the videos are up here. I put all of them up here. And if you go, for example, there's a video on the not so obvious establishment. It trains you who they are. And then we've added these very nice buttons here so you can share them on WhatsApp, Facebook, Twitter. All of these are up here. So you can use these, you can learn, and then you can use them to share them with others. So please take advantage of that. Or if you want, you can send people to truthfreedomhealth.com. If you go to truthfreedomhealth.com and you hit enter, guess what? It takes you to the same page. Okay, you have all the truth, freedom and health.com videos and you can sort by just health. So if you click on health, you get all the videos that have to do with, for example, vitamin C and vitamin D 
etc. All right. So please take advantage of this. This is for you. This is my sort of my gift and my service for all the great fortune I've had to learn all these things. So please use truth, freedom and health and share, share, share with others, educate, learn. And there's a ton of videos. This will also go up there to show people this interconnection, how big pharma wants depression. They love it. Fauci wants it. They love it. And, you know, President Trump in the United States is surrounded by these guys. He, I don't know all the dynamics, but I, what I can control, what you can control is us sharing this content with our neighbors so we can compel them to get angry. Remember, constructive anger is a good thing. Don't let anyone tell you, take it on the other cheek. No way. Nonsense. What else? Anything else? Well, let me see how we're doing on over here. Um, yes, someone said on 5G. Yes, I'm going to be sharing with you uh, probably next uh, Tuesday our stuff on 5G and how it's related to the endocrine system. And that's the stuff that I can speak to. Hello, doctor. I'm from Denmark and Europe. The new vaccine when it arrives is mandatory. What are, what are your thoughts on that? I'm thinking about moving out of the country because of that. By the way, great work. God bless you, Dr. Peace, love, and harmony. Yes, um, what I've heard is that uh, the Danish government passed a law that they can forcibly, this is about four th Thursdays ago, forcibly go into people's homes, forcibly test them, excuse me, forcibly treat them with police. And, and Denmark is one of those countries that the UN considers a hallmark of following the Sustainable Development Goals 3. I say, hell no. This is why we need to build a bottoms-up movement. Bottoms up. This is the beginning of fascism and the complete, total annihilation of human freedom if we allow that. No way. Thank you, Aquin. All right. Oh, uh, this... Uh, 93,000 signatures, fire Fauci. Yes, yeah, so that's Jackie girl. So listen, the action steps everyone should do. So people have always write to me, what can we do? This is what people can do. What people can do is number one, we must win in Massachusetts. And it's a win for all of us because Massachusetts is a center of the deep state. And a victory here will go all over the world because when someone like myself who's actually a trained engineer and a scientist and an innovator wins. It's a win for all of us because I'm going to be watching these guys. I'm going to be raising hell for six years in the U.S. Senate. They won't know what hit them. Look at what I've done in the last six weeks. Imagine that over six years. So we must win. So how can you help us win? If you're anywhere in the world, call up any of your friends you know in Massachusetts. Tell them right away to go to Shiva for Senate and tell them to pledge to vote for Dr. Shiva Adure. And they have to be an independent or a Republican. If they're a Democrat, tell them to re-register, number one. Number two, go to truthfreedomhealth.com. Share those videos. Educate yourself. Educate others. Third, for yourself, go to the website. If you're out of the country, go to yourbodyyoursystem.com. Learn how your body is a system. Get access to that very powerful ebook, which is my life's work. Get access to the tool. If you're in the United States, go to Shiva for Senate and support the campaign, donate whatever you can, and get those tools. That's what you can do. And finally, fire Fauci. Get everyone 
We're very, very close to firing Fauci. 7,000 more signatures. So that's your action steps. And I will keep giving you different actions. But remember, our victory in Massachusetts will be a huge, huge defeat for the deep state. Remember, I'm running as a Republican, but neither the Democratic Party establishment or the Republican Party wants me to win. To me, it's just driving a Chevy or a Ford. I happen to be driving a Chevy. That's it. Parties do not matter. What matters is the individual. So we must win in Massachusetts and we can win. We were the first on the ballot. They're so scared now. We must win. So anyone outside, anyone outside of the uh, Massachusetts, get your friends to pledge to vote now. Now, now, now. We don't have time to waste. The primary is September. Number two, go educate yourself. Go to truthfreedomhealth.com. And anyone outside of the world, outside, I'm sorry, outside of the United States, go to your body, your system. Take advantage of these tools. It's my life's work. All right. Dr. Shiva, can you look into the patent Microsoft called W02206? This is the mark of the beast. Wow. Used to enslave humanity. To Satan, love what you're doing, by the way. Yeah. Jen, let's make a note of that. Definitely. Jean-Pierre Radu. Look, let me tell you something quite extraordinary, okay? There's more of us than them. And it's time that we all got the gumption because there's one thing that has always changed history. One thing, always that no one can mathematically model, no one can predict. And that is one word, it's called courage. Courage, courage, courage. Bottoms up, truth, freedom, and health, but it's courage. And what I hope to share with you here, what I hope I've shared with you today is that right is on our side. These people are evil. These people are absolutely evil. They don't give a damn about you. They don't give a damn about your future. They don't give a damn about health. What they care about is their power, their profit, and their control. Control means mandated medicine. They'll even destroy our economy. They'll even make us sick because you know what? When they make us unemployed and anxious, they make more money. They make money double dipping. That's why this talk is big pharma loves to depress you and your immune system. They love it. And Fauci's all part of it. As Denise Robinette said, digital warriors. So wherever you are, become a digital warrior for Shiva for Senate. Wherever you are, wherever you are, go to Shiva for Senate, become a volunteer, get the content out, get everyone. Let's make this a global movement for truth, freedom, and health. And my winning a U.S. Senate seat, your winning a U.S. Senate seat, our winning a U.S. Senate seat in the place where the American Revolution started, in the place where all the evil is. Massachusetts is a center, center, center of the deep state. All the global leaders, the global elites have gone here. You know, they didn't expect that I jump ship and rebel, but I have. I know how they work. I know how to defeat them. I know all their weaknesses. Now it's for up to, for us to do it. We must win the U.S. Senate seat in Massachusetts. We must win it. For It's a victory for everyone. Question, sir, you said that viruses don't harm us, but they don't, but don't they... Don't they RNA control our cells? And what makes Corona different than other lung viruses? Great, great question. Look, first of all, the issue is this, that, you know, we have 2% of our DNA's protein coding genes, okay? The other 98% is RNA. There's a new definition of a gene, and those RNAs control the genetic expression. But what I, the issue with a virus it's not the RNA within it. It is the protein coding around the, the virus particle, 
I mean the virus casing, that those individual protein casings go land in different parts of our body. And it, when we have a compromised immune system, that compromised immune system affects things that we don't fully know among that other 98% of the RNA, the controlling genes, plus that compromised immune system overreacts. And that overreaction sets off a whole cacophony of what's called a cytokine storm, probably other things we don't even recognize. That's what we need to recognize, that we don't even know 98% of the genome still. And so anyone claiming that they know it, that this vaccine is a cure-all, is completely out of their mind. It's fake science. Bill Gates, can you please elaborate on how the complicated web between CDC, WHO, Big Pharma, and Bill Gates is working against us? Can you? Yes. So um, think about it this way, Brian. Bill Gates' background was starting a company called Microsoft. Now, if you look at Microsoft, Microsoft, um, they were basically some schlock company until Bill Gates' mother and his family told him about IBM was looking for an operating system. What is an operating system? Well, if you have your iPhone, the operating system of the iPhone is called iOS. If you have an Android, it's called Android. If you have Macintosh, it's called Mac iOS. If you have a PC, you know, it's Windows, okay? So if you are the creator of the operating system and you own the operating system, guess what? And you own all the applications that run above it, which means if you own the operating system, let's say you, Brian, are creating a version of Excel and I, Microsoft, create a version of Excel. Well, you know what? My version of Excel is going to run faster because I own the operating system. I'll, in fact, make sure your version runs slower. So he who owns the operating system of an object or a system owns everything above the stack. So Bill Gates basically, literally, essentially stole the operating system from some guy, flipped it, rewrote it, and sold it to IBM. So when he sold it to IBM, he owned the operating system and he owned all the apps. That's why so many companies went out of business. Well, with Bill Gates's model here is to own our operating system. And what is that? Our immune system. So what Bill Gates has done, he's created an organization called Gabby Vaccine Alliance, which gave about $100 million to the Clintons, and they're tied at the hip. Clinton Global Initiative and the Gates Foundation are tied through this organization called Gavi. You can look them up, G-A-V-I. Well, Gavi is a consortium of the World Health Organization, UNICEF, vaccine manufacturers, etc. Gavi supports the goals of the United Nations called the Sustainable Development Goals 3, which paints this utopia of the future. Well, guess who supports that? The International uh, Federation of Pharmaceutical Manufacturers. So you have Bill Gates, who's essentially in service to Big Pharma. They've created this utopia that the WHO has put out. So WHO has created this utopia called Strategic Development Goals 3, which basically says we're going to have all this amazing stuff, inequality, poverty. But the St Strategic Development Goals 3 says in order to get to those 17 points of achieving utopia, we must immunize everyone. Okay, so that's the connection. They created this thing called Strategic Development Goals 3, which is like the candy they want to give to the kid. Hey, kid, you want this candy? But before you can have this candy, you need to immunize yourself, immunize the world. And guess who's behind that is the International Federation of Pharmaceutical Association, IFPMA. And that organization is works with Gavi, 
which is Bill Gates and Hillary Clinton. So you have the WHO, the CDC, you have the Gates Foundation, the Clinton Global Initiative, and now the Zuckerbergs are also in it. You have the Chinese Communist Party, whose former, um, the former head of the WHO was from the Chinese Communist Party, and Tedros, who's a current WHO guy, is like this with the Chinese Communist Party. And if you look more recently, Gates is again justifying China again. That's how they're related. Their goal is to use this phenomenon that we're seeing right now to promote to all of us that because of this awesome pandemic, we're all gonna have to get vaccinated. And as a part of that, what they're gonna do is they're gonna create monopolies on this operating system. Your body is the OS they wanna own. And segments of that operating system, HPV will be owned by Merck. It's a vertical model. And I'll do a whole talk on this. It's very well organized, okay? And by the way, you can look up a company called McKinsey, M-C-K-I-N-S-E-Y. McKinsey is an organization that Bill Gates brought in to map all this out. None of this is unplanned. The fear mongering that we've discussed today is part of their plan. You must get angry. You must get constructively angry and realize the bullshit that they're pulling on you. That's the only way out of this. It's not gonna happen by following the not so obvious establishment and sucking up to legislators. We're not gonna solve it that way. These guys are bought and paid for by a trillion dollar industry, the pharma industry that's failing. Their only way out is mandated vaccines. Okay. I will not consent to being texted, vaccinated or probed in any matter. Michael Church, definitely. Look. The last oasis of freedom has always been our physical body, right? Our body is ours. So one of the most important things to understand is that the control of our operating system is what Clinton Global Initiative, the Zuckerbergs, and the Gates want. All three of them, with the WHO, with the Chinese Communist Party, with Fauci, all of them want this because you're looking at a trillion, trillion dollar industry, a hundred trillion dollar opportunity over the next 20, 10 to 20 years. That's what this is about. And remember, these guys are, they claim they're inclusivity, diverse, everything. Thank you, Michelle. These people are fundamentally the biggest institutionalized racists. And I'll be talking about that tomorrow night. We're gonna talk about the real racism of these people. They use people as guinea pigs. They use people as proxies. And they do photo ops with people. Hillary Clinton will take pictures of a bunch of black people, right, or brown people and how she's helping them. Bill Gates will do that. The Kennedys will do that. They just use black people. They use brown people. That's what they do. So they, they, are, they are the ultimate, and they use people in India and Africa to test their vaccines because the cost is too high. They are the ultimate racist, and it's time that we realize that there is racism, but it's not the racism of people using the N-word. These are ignorant things, but there's a real racism. And that racism is what they practice to oppress all of us. They, they pit blacks against whites, working people, so we never get together. And yet they're the ones who oppress everyone. All right, what do we have on Instagram? It's 1113, Gates for Prison 2020. Yeah, Hillary too. Listen, everyone's gotta understand this is no longer left or right. It's not Democrat or Republican. That's not what this is. This is a global elite 
which doesn't give a damn about you or me or anyone. It's a global elite. They're Democrats, they're Republicans, they're left, they're right. Probably all of them common things they all hang out with uh, Jeffrey Epstein and no Harvey Weinstein. I'll tell you that. Nancy White, farmers given orders to destroy crops and their cattle, poultry, dump milk. Is this a DS coup on food supply? Is it real? Creates food scarcity, increases stress and fear. Who can check? Wow. Listen, it's time for we the people to organize, period. That's what this is about. And to organize, everyone listening should be able to stand up on your own two feet. I am purely a catalyst giving you the tools. One of those tools is truth, freedom, and health. The other tool is to hell with the not so obvious establishment. They are the real, real, real weapons of the deep state to manipulate us so we don't do things on our own and we keep sucking up to legislators thinking some congressman is gonna do something. We need to build a bottoms up movement and our running for US Senate and our winning will be a blow to them. They won't even know what the hell hit them. That's why we have to win in Massachusetts. You're speaking so much truth, Melos Marie. The US has a way of silencing the message that they did it before, aren't you afraid? So it's a great question, Melos. People ask me, you know, um, am I afraid for my life? Let's think about it this way. There's 7.2 billion of us. What are we afraid of? The second question is, what is life? What is life? What is life? Is life being a human being, and meaning you, everyone here is, a, in my view, is a creative spark of God. And the purpose of life is to express your innovation, your, your innovativeness, and your creativity. When we connect with the work that we do, we enjoy what we do and we connect to it and we connect with our fellow brothers and sisters to create a movement, that's life for advancing life forward. But if we are slaves, if we are afraid and we keep saying, oh my God, what are they going to do to me? Then we become robots. We become non-humans. We don't become the light within us can diminish itself. So one of the most important things we need to recognize is that we are a spark of the divine. I really believe this. And when I say be the light, I mean everyone should know the truth, be the light and find our way. Stand up on our own two feet. And if we, all of us do that, change occurs like that. But we must all recognize that there's nothing to fear. Because um, if you live a long life, a thousand years, a hundred years, and you eat all the supplements and vitamins, but you are living in a prison and your body is being controlled by others, then what kind of life is that? That's not much of a life. I'd rather live six months, one year, a free person than live 60 or 70 years, a prisoner. A essentially, where we compromise the sense of what it means to be human. That's what this is about. This is about our humanity. Take our world back, body sovereignty, personal property rights, God-given. Exactly. Exactly. That's what this is about. If, we, if any one of you works hard, you know, the clothes on your back, they're yours. No one owns that. Your body is yours. That's what this is about. This is about freedom. It's about freedom. It's about truth. It's about our health. And that's why the movement that I've put together for truth, freedom, and health is not something I've done overnight. This is something that has been coming for a long time. And that movement is not just about me. It goes back hundreds, thousands of years to people who provided all of us an opportunity to do this. So it's time that we all rise up. God will protect you, Amanda, June. God will protect all of us. God smiles on those who recognize that there's a spark of God within us. That's what we need to do. We need to rise up now.
There's nothing to fear. What we need to recognize is that whether you believe in God giving us this immune system or evolution, we have a very powerful immune system. And it's time that we take control of our health. We learn how nature works and we use it for ourselves. It is time to stand up against the abuse of the hardworking people. Wow, Joe Elaine, you hit it. That's it. Look, May Day is coming. May Day is coming. And May 1st, which I'll talk about, May 1st has nothing to do with Marxism. It wasn't done by Karl Marx. It wasn't done by the Chinese Communist Party. May Day began in the United States. May Day began in the United States when the American working class was rising up in the 1800s and three workers were shot because they were fighting for basic workers' rights in the United States. And in commemoration to those workers, it was declared May 1 was International Workers' Day. It spread throughout the world. In fact, in the United States, May Day became the foundation of a movement that delivered the American working people vitamin A, nutrition, elimination of child labor, sanitation. That's what brought down infectious disease. It was the power of the militant American working class. And later in the 1950s, the American elites branded that as communist, 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 Marxist, you know? And by the way, Engels said the worst people who understood Marx were Marxists, okay? So they had to destroy this organic movement. That's what they did. And anytime working people organize, they try to brand it as quote unquote Marxist movement. But May Day, it would be an amazing day. And I'll be giving a, a, a talk on that day, really talking about the path forward. So May Day, I will let, lay out what I believe is our path forward to win and to win and to win. And that path involves working people organizing and rising up. Imagine if the working people, the engineers at Google and Facebook organized. Maybe we need to unionize engineers and scientists, real scientists, because most of the world today is run by engineers. Imagine if the network engineers organized globally. Pretty powerful what we could happen. Imagine if the software engineers at Facebook and Google were organized. They could shut down Google like that. They could demand our rights not be, our freedom not be stopped. Perhaps that's what we need to do. Perhaps that's the message that would put the fear of God into Mark Zuckerberg and the fear of God into the owners of Google when they realize that working people control them. Um, when I'm talking about workers, actually people who work, not people who are living off of other people's labor. So you're absolutely right, Joanne. This is a time for working people to rise up. All people who actually do something in the nuts and bolts of the world, not lawyers and lobbyists. Lawyers and lobbyists are utter, utter useless people. They do nothing. And it's time that we stop electing them. In fact, in Massachusetts, I'm running against three lawyers. It's me, the engineer, the scientist who actually does something, running against three morons. So it's time you tell all your friends to stop voting for these morons. I don't care if they're Republican or Democrat. It's time that people vote for people who actually solve problems, who will inspire them for change. Think about that. It's me a kid who came from nothing, who actually earned everything running against three lawyers. What is going on in this world? It's time to end that. Got to end it. All right. It's 1121. I'm going to take a break. It's been a long day. I wish again, everyone, an amazing day. Have a good night. Again, if people 
Go support the campaign. This is your campaign for truth, freedom, and health. Fire Fauci. Share the videos. Educate others. It's time to win, win, win. We have no choice. I can't tell you. We have no choice. We're at an inflection point in history. There's literally a war here. Truth versus lies. Freedom versus fascism. Health versus disease. That's what this is about. I hope this video has helped everyone understand that Big Pharma loves to depress us. Big Pharma wants us anxious. And that's what's going on. You can see exactly what they're doing. And let me just share with you the diagram in closing so everyone can meditate on this and understand what's going on. Let me stop the screen here. And I want to share, stop the screen share. Let me share with you again this. But this is what people should really, really take away. Just think about this diagram. Just think about this. This is what's going on, everyone. This is what's going on. It's time to break that cycle. And the way we break this cycle is through righteous anger. That's how we break it. It's not, you got to use our emotions. You need to get angry what they're doing to you and your children and everyone else. You know, maybe there's a reason they want everyone on weed, okay? Suppresses us. Maybe it's time to take a little, stop a little bit of that weed and get a little bit angry because, you know, suppressing us, mandated vaccines, we become auto automatons. We're no longer human beings. That's what this is about. Anyway, I wish you all a good evening. I wish you all truth, freedom, and health, and be the light. Thank you very much. This is Dr. Shiva Ayadure, and uh, we'll be doing another video tomorrow, and be well. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Be well. Amen. Stop here. Bye-bye, everyone, on Facebook, Periscope.